We've got some fresh new young talent doing some things that I know you haven't heard before. One, two, three, listen. Welcome to the Dotcast from Nine Dots. Nine Dots is the online learning community for wedding photographers. We've written a free ebook, a coronavirus survival guide for wedding photographers, which you can download for free at nine-dots.co/corona. Stay at home and stay safe, people. Welcome back to the Dotcast. Uh, today, me, Adam Johnson, and Rahul Kona. Hey, hey. Hey, Rahul. How's it going? Yeah, all good, mate. All good. Better how's, than last week. Yeah, I was going to say, how, how are you feeling? How are you feeling this week? Yeah, I feel much better. I think last week I was a bit claustrophobic or something and just too stressed out. This week has been way better, but now the kids are stressing me out. <laughs> so I can't win. Um, <laughs> but apart from that, yeah, I've got glitter all over me right now because the desk I'm sitting at has got glitter particles everywhere. I know. I noticed you've got some just above your eyebrow. Yeah. I wasn't yeah, sure whether yeah. to mention it or not. I just wasn't sure it was a new look to go with your shaved head. No, no. It's uh, li- literally sitting in glitter everywhere. It's, it's crazy. Just you do whatever you can, right, to keep them entertained. So I'm like, go nuts. Yeah. Tomorrow they're going to paint the, uh, well, the, well, they're going to chalk up the fence. And like, we're going to make a pattern, I think. Whatever. Something yeah. I would never have let them exactly, done in yeah. a million years. But during this pandemic, they can do whatever they want as long as they like. Are happy yeah man you've got to you got to pick your battles you've got to pick your battles haven't you with these things oh yeah man 100 percent. how's it going for you yeah yeah a bit of cabin fever definitely i've definitely got cabin fever had a bit of a bit, definitely had a bit of anxiety this week i think for the first probably for the first real time since it since it all kicked in just thinking about i, I, I don't know really i'm not even sure thinking about what i just think I think after it all kicked in i, I, I had a couple of bookings pretty soon afterwards and i thought well this is going to be fine People, people are still going to book book weddings, and you know what? I'm not that worried anymore. And then, you know, that turned out they were that was a couple of flukes early on, and yeah, not much has happened since. And I think that's just crept into the back of my mind this week, like especially because we, like we've said before, we don't know how long this is going to last. So it's impossible to to almost rationalize in your own mind and go, well, don't, you know, yeah, we haven't had any bookings for a while, but. You know, it's only so many weeks, so it's only this going to last this long, and the, or in this month everything's going to be back to normal because you just don't know, do you? So I've not had a bad week or anything. I just think there's a little bit of that, a little bit of that started to creep in, and a little bit of cabin fever. And you know, I just really want. You know, I think I've mentioned on the dotcast before, like I love driving, and I just want to go out for a little drive in my car, but I feel like I can't even do that. You know what? I went um, to my mum's to pick up some food. She left it outside and stuff like that because uh, she really wanted to make some food for like the kids. And, I, and so it's like a 15 minute drive and it was amazing. There's like literally no one on the roads, no one. But shall I tell you what did happen actually? True story. So I, I drive like a bit of a granddad. I like to take my time and I'm listening to music. So I don't like speed or anything. And uh, I was just doing like 32 miles an hour on a normal road, right? So um, there was this like black car. I don't know what it was. Some sort of like, I don't know. I don't know what it was. It was like a sporty car. And it decided to overtake me dangerously. And I was just like, what the heck are you doing, dude? Overtook me. 30 seconds later, there was actually an undercover cop behind that car, pulled him over. And like, yeah, I was just like, good. F- yeah. You know, I was, I was yeah. like, yeah, it was amazing. Like, Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. But it was fun driving. I, yeah, I, I love I driving, like- especially in the sunshine as well. I love driving, like, loud music, just driving around, lightning seeds or something, just proper, like, summery music and just drive around for a bit, but... I'm just paranoid because 
when uh, Sophie, my wife, she went out a week or so ago and she was stopped by the police and you asked her why she was out. And I'm like, and I, you know, you know, you have, it's the same feeling you get, you know, when you go through airport security and you're like, you're convinced you've done something wrong. Yeah. So but just... in our cases, we know we have all the time we're flying as <laughs> destination waiting for drugs. True. <laughs> so. true, 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 true. So yeah, I'm just, I'm even too paranoid to do that, but yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. Like this week, obviously I've been, I've been working on our survival guide so version three that's gone out this week the 65 pages now that's pretty that's been distracting me quite a bit um but yeah just as usual just keeping my head down in work and also playing a bit of Fortnite. i don't know if i mentioned that before on here but properly addicted to that game yeah i've never played it you know i should though but there's not i can't i'm already addicted to fifa as it is i play that (laughs) at night sometimes and it's just before you know it's like 1 a.m and i'm like oh my god how did it even turn into that so I don't think I should be addicted to another game. No, no, it's bad. I, I hate being addicted to computer games, but it's actually really nice. I, what, I've, what I'm doing is, I mean, I mentioned last week, my kids kind of take care of themselves. You know, they entertain each other and they're spending loads of time together and it's good. So I'm doing a bit of work and then I'm having a little break and maybe a couple of matches on Fortnite and then back into work and, you know. Uh, are you playing your kids at Fortnite? No. Oh. It's, it's too oh, stressful okay. when I play with them. Yeah. Because they're actually better than me at it and they just tell me off the whole time. I'm just oh, talking- yeah constantly doing things wrong so it's bad it's a bad idea anyway to play anyone like younger than you like eight nine year olds ten year olds at fifa if i when i'm playing and i know their names i don't know like rahul kona 2010 that's a 10 year old kid playing you basically because they're the only four digits they could think of for a unique idea (laughs) and then when and then when they beat me oh my god i just want to like throw the controller at like this wall Yeah. And it happens so much. I'm like, why, why, why do I torture myself like this? Just restart, play someone else. That's like, you know, 1965 ending. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Should be well, the thing with Fortnite is you don't play, you don't play against them. So you'd be on the same team. Yeah, you play with them. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And the, but I just get told off constantly for landing at the wrong place or not being in the right place when they get they get into a battle or whatever, you know. So I just play by myself. So very sad. It's a very sad 40 year old man thing to do, but it's keeping me. It's keeping me distracted. But anyway, I'm not sure. I'm sure people don't want to know about our computer game habits. Yeah, that's true. So last week we were gonna we had a big plans last week that we were going to talk about what we did before photography, and then that fell by the wayside when we just got too too involved in talking about Corona life, Corona Kona life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why don't we talk about that this week? So what what would what? I mean, I mentioned. I think I mentioned last week at some point that you've always worked for yourself, always. Yeah, I mean, I haven't had a job since I was like 16 and a half years old. Like that was my last job was pushing trolleys at Sainsbury's, which I might start doing again soon. <laughs> <laughs> they they need them trolley pushers. I'm sure you were amazing at it, dude. Oh man, I was so good. Now I, I so and then within three years of working in Sainsbury's, I was a produce manager. So I was like really happy. <laughs> I got promoted through the ranks of Sainsbury's. That's pretty good. What does the produce um, manager do? Pardon? What does the produce manager do? You know what? Basically, get hunted down by all the other members of staff waiting for you to like mark down the prices of the produce so at night they can just like take everything for cheap. That's what he does. <laughs> I run into the fridge and just sit there thinking, please let them go home. And I'll do it a bit later for the actual customers. Yeah, yeah. Inside and out. Inside So, what was your first, I guess, what was your first jump business? What was, your, what was the first thing you did after that? I think it were, I would say like, like DJing to be fair because I earn a fair bit through that um so that would be my first like yeah because I opened a business bank account so I would say that would be my business um 
and then uh and then from there like promoting parties all right and then, yeah so and i did that for till i was at least 25 and then i went back to studying again so um what after that yeah. pardon studying what uh computer games graphics and animation masters yeah it's it funny was, it was fun it's, i don't know many photographers who intended to become a photographer <laughs> I didn't intend to become a photographer. That's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. So you find out about all these backgrounds. There's one photographer I think that I know who whose intention was to become, become a photographer, and that's Liam Crawley. He actually he actually studied photography, and that's you know that's what that his intention was to become a photographer. But most people you speak to, like I mean, I'm finding out new things about you here, which is interesting. But most people you speak to, they've just got the most random backgrounds, and you're like, how did you ever? How did you ever just end up in photography? But the thing so why, is, why, are you, why are you not a computer game graphic designer? Yeah, so basically, <laughs> at that time, like I put in a submission for like EA and Konami uh, to like work work for them, and then three of my friends ended up going to EA and one went to Konami. But then I had started my own graphic design business at the same time, and it was doing really well. And to be fair, I don't want to give up that money, so I didn't take the job offers or anything on, and I just, uh, yeah, I, I went back to do. do the reason I went back to learning was just I felt like I needed to learn. Like I'd finished uni at 21, but then at 25, I was just like, I don't know if I gave it my all at, at university. And I really wanted to do something different. And randomly, one of my brother's like friends was just like, oh, I'm about to do this course. And I was just like, oh, that looks amazing. Like I'd love to like learn this stuff, you know. Um, and so then that's why I did the master's. And then, yeah, and then when I set my own graphic design business, I did that for the next like eight, nine years, you know while I was like transitioning into being a wedding photographer as well, I guess, for the last two years of the design, because I got kind of tired of it. Yeah. Um, it was just way too demanding, way more so than like wedding photography is to me anyway. So yeah, that's, that's how, well, what I kind of used to do before. But what I was going to say that was quite, is quite interesting is that I know that in the Nine Dots group, there's a couple of people that have got photography backgrounds because I've seen them say it in the comments, but there's a lot of DJs, a lot of people that used to be DJs, which is like really interesting, you know. And I know like, I can only think of one at the top of my head, like um, is which is Steve Gerrard, right? <clears throat> yeah. But like, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot of just. There's a lot of music. Obviously, Andy was a musician as well. So I think there's a lot of people who with mu some kind of music music in their past. I mean, yeah. I I failed my grade one piano at age ten, so that's my musical, you know, career. My musical career was over at age ten. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of DJs, like you say, but and a lot of people, you know, like Andy, Joe Short, also got a really, I mean, still still plays as part of a massive David Bowie tribute band. Oh, yeah. That's and I'm sure there's more, there's loads more in there as well. I mean, there's no, it's probably no surprise that music and and, and creative arts go hand in hand, because I think if you're a creative, if you're a musical person, you're a creative person, and I include DJing in that as well, you know. Oh, no, but, but I see, that's the thing. <laughs> Yeah, you can, and a lot of people would probably disagree with me, but it's a bit like, I would be more like, like Andy and Joe Shaw and these guys, they're musicians. I was just a DJ, you know, I'd play their music. So there's like a big difference for me, even though like, yeah, nowadays, man, people have got skills and they don't, they, you know, are musicians in their own right. But like, I don't know, that's how I felt about it when I was a DJ and, and that was more about me and how I feel, you know. Yeah, I mean, and obviously, recently you've started making your own music as well. So there's, it's not you are you you do make music and DJing, you know, is part of that, is part of the history of that. Yeah, yeah, like, I'm, but that was the other thing. Like, I went 
back to making music um or yeah because i did try it before but it was a very long process um nothing like how it is now but it's funny because i was talking to my cousin and he went to a tony robbins conference and he was just like I said, like, what was the one thing that you took away, which is like, you know, like the biggest tip or point that you could give me? And his response was like, yeah, just try a new skill and learn something that you've always wanted to learn. And I was just like, yeah, you know what? That's so true. Because I was at a point where I was just like, obviously for us, we were wrapping up Nine Dots Gathering. Like I had no December weddings, like 2020 was looking sweet. So I was just like, yeah, I'm going to learn how to make music and stuff like that, you know? Um, and yeah, like, because he had just started, suddenly started drawing. So I was just, because I was kept going, like, why, why, why have you got this Instagram account of, like, and, like, he's really amazing at it. And he's just like, yeah, because of this Tony Robbins thing. So I was just like, oh, I'm just going to uh, learn some music. And then I found, like, a kind of, like, a instructor who taught me for about five to ten hours on how to use this software that I use and stuff. And then, like, yeah, I'll just go from there now and just mess about. It's nice. It's, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, yeah no, it's good. Because orig your original degree was computer science, wasn't it? Yeah, I did nothing with that. <laughs> no, but you mean, you've obviously got that kind of yeah, computery side to you as well from doing that and then from studying the computer graphic game design as well. So that's yeah. why the music you make is more kind of scientific, I guess. Than it's, I think that's what you're trying to get at, really, is that, is that it's more, you know, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Electronic. Electronic, yeah, instead of just picking up a guitar or singing or whatever. Yeah. No, no, but when I was getting out with the DJ and the musician thing before, was that was literally about me when I was a DJ, when I was, like, between 18 and 25, you know. Um, and not, not, I wasn't really, DJ producers was not in that category of, if that makes sense, the people that actually do make music and, and are DJs. It was literally like, yeah, I don't know, it's just how I feel about myself, I guess. I know, but you, 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 it's not like you were a, a classic 90s wedding DJ or anything, is it? You were actually, you know, a proper DJ. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. But I think that no the, like, the point of talking about this kind of stuff is, and it's something we've always taught, really, you know, like the whole nine dots create your own awesome mantra. You know, the, the photographer you are now is, is entirely a, like a, a product of everything you've done before you were a photographer. Like everything, all that history, all and all the, all the things you've done before now, shape the way you see the world, and that's why you're the photographer you are. That's why you see the pictures you see and take the pictures you take, in that nobody else can take the same pictures as you. And why we've always said, if you if you commit to being you in your photography, then that's when you'll that's when you'll take your best pictures and and be the best photographer you can be. Um, so it's so it's important to rather than going well, I was a DJ and then I was a graphic designer and then I did this. And then I stopped doing all that and started being a photographer. All that just rolls into your photography, I think. And obviously, there's a lot of creativity involved in your past. Um, and that be, that's you know that's no no surprise. And I think you'll find that about most people who become photographers. But I just yeah. think it's interesting. I just think it's interesting. Yeah, it is. What do, what did you do? Marketing, right? Kind of, yeah. So I never did a degree. Um, and then uh, my, I, I I worked for PC World for a bit. Nice. I had a job selling computers there. I remember the first IMAX, the most exciting thing ever. Do you remember the? Do you remember those IMAX that was like five different colors? Yeah, like no, no, great, no. great blueberry, and they just they were like the big, big, massive t mini mini TVs. Yeah, yeah. I just love. I used to love that multicolored uh, Apple logo as well. That was all over that stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. They, that was. I think those IMAX were the first thing that didn't have that multicolored logo on them. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Oh. 
So that was when I was like 17, 18. And then from there, my dad told me I had to get a real job because I was only working like 10 hours a week for them. Uh, and I was just doing sales. And uh, I'd do a few more hours here and there. But then, so I got a real job. My first real job was I was I was answering the phones at the co-op bank four till midnight. A bit like you and the trolleys at Sainsbury's, I got promoted a couple of times. And before I knew it, I was, I was managing, like I was complaints manager or something. And uh, yeah, then I just started to get a bit of ambition. And then I got... I, I can't remember how it happened, but somebody sent me on a programming course, and I'd done a little bit of programming at college, but but that then you know I wasn't very good at it, and uh, just never carried it on. That's when yeah, I was. As long as you could have done Hello World at that at stage, you did fine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, because I did a bit of com- computer science. I didn't do. I did it a bit at A level, but I didn't do a degree or anything. And uh, yeah, I went on this this random programming course at when I was working for the court bank and then that that just beca- became a career after that and then and then I, I built an intranet and managed an intranet for a bit that's where I learned how to develop websites and then uh yeah it, my last jobs were all database marketing the, the glamorous world of database marketing so yeah I was working in marketing that's what I used to tell people but I was really just a programmer I used to build databases and you know somebody'd come to me and say right we need to speak to customers who've spent 400 pound in the last month and are female and live near I don't know somewhere random Swindon let's go for Swindon so I would I would then build them a list of people and 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 do that kind of stuff and it was actually I actually loved it you know and I was really good at it and um and the only reason I became a photographer is I had a baby and and I was I didn't like having a boss anymore so I didn't want to have a job anymore and uh yeah that was it but you know same thing for me like I see the world differently from you I think um and I sometimes I you know I see other people's pictures even when you me you and me have worked together loads of times and you'll show me a picture and I'll be like, I didn't even see that. I didn't even see it in that way. And I didn't, see, I didn't, I saw it happening, but I didn't really see that, see it as a picture. You know what I mean, one, st- one uh, kind of stands out to me and you'll laugh because it is the wedding where you, you took the mick out of me for spending most of my night at the dessert table, <laughs> but it was an epic dessert table. Yeah. Yeah. And we were shoot. you and me were, sh- were shooting the dance floor and it was hard, wasn't it? It was yeah, so it's hard. So- so difficult didn't they they paid they paid like 30 grand or something for some special lighting technician to wasn't he the like the best the officially the best lighting technician in the world or something they uh, i don't know what it was <laughs> but mate it was a nightmare for us that's all, I, that's all i remember <laughs> a total nightmare so i, I mean, anyway i had six or seven desserts then i came over to you and you showed me this picture and i, th- and I thought how I'd, I, I mean I, I think i'm an all right photographer but i looked at it and i thought i had no idea how you've seen or had the ability to make that picture out of this situation and i just love that you know i love the fact that every photographer can be so different and we all will see the see it differently and uh, i remember early in my career i'm going off at so many tangents all at the same time here i feel like i've had caffeine i've not had caffeine in weeks but i remember early in my career i used to go to i used to look a lot at other photographers work and i'd go to a new venue for instance and i'd be like oh so and so worked here last week oh no they, they're, they're gonna think i'm rubbish because he worked here last week or she worked here last week or whatever and i used to have that always have that in my mind but so i would try and be you know and i, I would have i would have spent hours on these people's blogs in the week up to coming up to this new this wedding at this venue try and so then i'd spend the day trying to make remake their pictures so i'd obviously make terrible pictures because you can't remake somebody else's pictures yeah yeah and uh and uh, yeah i always i've always said as well like the the kind of one main epiphany I had in my career was that you can't do that. Like you'll just be terrible. You you won't. You'll never make the best pictures you can make because you're you're just trying to remake some somebody else's pictures. So you'll never see your own pictures. If if the, the, yeah yeah uh, yeah, I totally get that. Because but the thing is, is that that also comes with later on with like experience. You know, like um, I remember when I first like 
um started it was all about always about portraits and stuff like that and then i used to see these guys portraits like gabe or fair um and whoever else like ed pierce and stuff and then uh, i would have like a like a folder on my iphone of their portraits and obviously they're shooting in these like lush like mountainous places ed's everywhere like in you know around the world and all these guys are and then here i am like in like the I don't know, the wedding venue near my house. And it's just like, I can't make those like portraits or yeah. like, or I tried to do those poses, but then all these guys, like what I had wrong in that folder is that they were basically all wearing like English, like traditional bride dresses, whereas mine are all wearing Indian clothes. So then again, like everything changes. And it just used to be like, I know, just like would look at it. I'd be like, oh yeah, guys, I'm just going to go over here. You guys keep hugging here. You know, and I'd look at my phone quickly because I don't want them to see I'm looking at my phone, but I was looking like trying to be inspired for other ideas, but it just used to baffle me more. <laughs> yeah. and then i'd just walk back and be like yeah guys we're done see it. you know that's it yeah. like because like looking at other people's fo fo photos all the time man it's, it's a proper detriment to uh to like your own work if that makes sense like or, or uh, it is. Not, not, yeah like yeah detriment and also like subconsciously i don't know you might see an image and then you'll be you'll recreate that image later on maybe like a year later or something and then those guys would be like, oh, that's very similar to this guy's like really amazing award-winning image or something like that. So like personally, we have gone on tangents, but personally, like, you know, um, and like I stopped looking at so many like photographers, like work. I just look at like a couple of people I like or follow or are my friends now. Um, but I don't look at too much because what I have liked is that thread in nine dots with everyone doing their family stuff or, or, or like their personal photos of the cats and stuff like that. And finding like the creative uses of light because that's that's a, that's just different it's like you know but like with weddings there's so much of it like on social media on instagram or blogs or whatever that like yeah i'd like have to just like switch myself off i'm just trying to make the stuff i want for my clients but by me if that makes sense with my eye i don't know <laughs> no yeah it, it makes total sense and i think uh you know i look at a, quite a bit of stuff and I remember it just makes me think actually there was time I think it was just before Christmas maybe no just after and I, th I was thinking you know it would be cool if I because I've always I've edited kind of my pictures and taken my pictures kind of the same way always and uh, and I thought you know what I'm going to take one of my kids to the woods we went for a walk and I was just taking a few pictures of him while we were walking around and I thought I'm going to go home and I'm going to edit these totally differently to how I normally edit so I loaded them into Lightroom didn't use my preset, started from scratch, and I, I couldn't help it. They just ended up looking exactly like my pictures I always edit because that's my taste. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's it's going to look yeah. like... But I had this big plan to like edit really low contrast and kind of pastely and, you know, change this, you know, not have my usual colour like palette. And then, and then I just tweets and tweets and tweets and tweets. And in the end, I was like, that looks exactly like my like my normal work. <laughs> Because my taste just wouldn't allow me to deviate, because that's my taste, and and like we've we've always said, uh, you've got to you've got to respect your taste because your taste is what's going to make you make you great at what you do the way you do it, and it was even you know like recently we did that um, nine dots just before everything kicked off, we did that nine dots meetup in London, and right at the end of the day you did, you did a live shoot, and I was watching you going man you know I, I remember you and me had a you know it was right at the end of the day and there wasn't much time left and we had this quiet we had a quiet and we were like do you think we should do this live shoot and neither of us really wanted to do it yeah yeah and it's a we had a couple of beers by then so we just got to the pub instead <laughs> exactly and then 
neither of us was that inspired to to you know to take pictures but within seconds of getting into photographer mode you were just on it and you didn't want to stop and you were just making more and more pictures and you and you had more and more ideas and it was and i found that really inspiring to watch because you'd gone from you'd got you'd gone from, i mean i'd backed out of it i'd totally bottled it and said you you just do it but you'd gone from this position of like not really being that bothered or wanting to do it to being totally in the zone and totally inspired to make pictures and you made some amazing pictures it wasn't even like it was a half-hearted session it was a, you know you made some amazing pictures at, there just in, in this 20 minutes or whatever you did with one video light and it was cool yeah that was it was fun i mean the thing is you can't just pick up a camera and just suddenly shoot this most epic photo like you have to like warm up if that makes sense like you know so that's when i get more and more into my zone and then when i realize that, oh the light is much better this way and stuff like that i get more excited then i think of other ideas of like i don't know how to how to make different photos you know um, yeah yeah no, it's cool. It's cool, but I think the. I mean, just to. I mean, it's, this is the. This is this is a very random episode, and that's fine. But you know, the, all this, all that background you've got in, you know, when you've studied graphics and and spent had a business of do, of doing graphics day in day out, and all that, all that vision and that way you see the world and and the way you, and your taste of of color and and composition and stuff. That's all going to come from all that background you've you've, you've had. You know, and that's why you'll. I wouldn't have made those pictures, and I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have taken people to the same spots that you took people to, and all. You and me see light in a very similar way, and and our taste of editing and stuff is is quite similar. But I think when it comes out to actually taking pictures, we're quite different photographers. Yeah, yeah, we are. We are. Yeah, yeah. Especially, especially like what you just said about like taking them to the light, the light or whatever. Like you see it way different to what I do. We did that wedding together like Shendish Manor or something. Do you remember? Do and then know. like you were going somewhere else and I was like, why would you go there? Like I would be like, let's go this way. And you're like, no, no, I, I can see like this over here. It's like total like yeah, different places we wanted to go, which was, which was, uh, it was crazy. But sometimes like that's, that's, that is fun though. I like looking at photos where you, me and you have both shot at the same place yeah. or the same venue. And then I'll have a look at like what you did and I'm like, oh yeah, like, I'd be like, oh, I wish I'd seen that, or I, I could do this, or it's yeah, I remember, like... I remember, uh, just to just to like na- not name drop, but we when we were shooting that wedding in Abu Dhabi, and uh, I think was that the first time we shot together? Might have been, no, you. No. really? No, I, don't, mm, I don't know, but anyway, no, I don't think so. I think that Thornton Manor one was yeah. one of the first times. We'd no, it wasn't. That was way later. Was it? Yeah, that because that the um, Abu Dhabi one was the end of 2015. So I, and that was and obviously we only met for the first time at the beginning of 2015 when we started Nine Knots. Oh, maybe it was the first wedding then. Yeah, yeah. So we'd obviously had our we'd had our diva drops because of the accommodation we were given, and then thrown straight into that welcome party. Do you remember the? It was like a welcome party in this it, 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 this amazing hotel. And they just had this welcome party almost like in the in the reception area. Yeah, 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 yeah. So random. And uh, I remember we were showing each other our pictures at the end of it, and they were totally different. The, like the way we shot the this one welcome party, I mean, it was just it was just documentary, no portraits. We, maybe we did a few portraits. I can't remember. No, no, we didn't do any. No, and it was just document, and we were showing each other the images, and you know, obviously, you you and me have always been really honest with each other, of uh, like uninvited critique almost. <laughs> I remember <laughs> you going, "Oh, I wouldn't. Have, uh, why did why you should have gone around here?" And I was like, "Hey, but you should have gone over there." Yeah, and we, we just had this like really friendly but like un- unsolicited critique session of how we'd each shot this welcome party. And it was, and it was like, you know, obviously it was, but it was, it was two different photographers' perspectives on the same thing. And 
I think up until that point, you'd done a lot of second shooting, but I'd never really done a lot of second shooting or had a lot of second shooters. So it was really interesting. I mean, it was interesting. And it, I've always, since then, when you and me have worked together or when I've worked with anyone, I've always used it as a way to like raise my own game because you know you've, like I don't, the last thing I ever want, even if it's you, you know, I don't want the second shooter to take better pictures than me. Oh yeah, yeah. Neither do I. <laughs> so, I, hate it. I hate it when they do. Sometimes yeah, yeah. I'm like, God damn, how did they do that? Why, I why didn't I see that? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. But, but I, like, but... actually, going back to that welcome party, I, I think I took the best frame that, that day because, and it was of you. <laughs> I, I waited patiently. And then I got that silhouette, right, of you standing yeah. on the balcony bit or something, I don't know, and you were trying to frame others and, like, yeah. Yeah, I remember. I kind of learned silhouettes from you at that wedding because I never used to look for silhouettes. And and it, it don't like it, it was obvious to me that you were always looking for silhouettes. And you were always looking. I remember there was an image you took. It was totally pointless. And it, I probably binned it when I was calling the wedding. But it was, it was just like a a waitress passing passing by a doorway. And she had like the tray out in front of her. And you could see like the little oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. teapots <laughs> on it or something. And yeah. just, just as she passed the doorway. And there was this cool little silhouette. And I was like, I never would have, I never would have looked for that. And I think from that day on, I started looking for silhouettes because I realized you have to. You never just you never just see a silhouette, do you? No, and yeah, you don't just see a silhouette. But also, like I think when the light gets to a certain point, that's when like you can like just change up your vision as well. So then, like I, I don't purposely look for them. I don't think, but sometimes I do. Like you can see it, but I'm just like, oh, what would this be if I like silhouetted it right now? And then you walk around looking for the right light or the right moments to happen in those for those silhouettes. If that makes sense, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. documentary wise, anyway. So yeah, I, I just think it mixes up like what you deliver to the clients in the end as well. Just like they're more actually. To be fair, you know what? I reckon their clients probably been those silhouettes themselves <laughs> most of the time, unless it's some epic portrait of them. <laughs> like, yeah. but like a documentary one or something, they'll be like, "What the heck is this? Why is it so dark teapot with glasses and some people through it?" <laughs> That's probably why I binned it. I don't think yeah. it's cool. Yeah. You know, it's funny though. Like, it makes me remember there's one time, and it's the only time that um any that I've ever like mutually agreed to cancel with a client and it was because um i can't remember what year this was it might even have been after it might even be your fault because i sure was shooting too many silhouettes but i remember doing their engagement shoot and to start with i was late for the engagement shoot it's never a good start is it no i can't, can't remember why i was late it wasn't a very good reason and then, so i was late for the shoot and then we did the shoot and i, I remember shooting some cool art very arty stuff like really artistic portraits loads of silhouettes like hard light and and really dramatic contrasty dark moody stuff and they hated it like they oh, didn't really? yeah they hated it all the pictures and they didn't like this they didn't understand why things were silhouetted they were like we can't see our faces in half of these pictures um it, it was just horrible it was like it was just the worst reaction you can imagine to a set of engagement pictures especially when you're excited going yes yeah. i've actually created some really artistic photos yeah the light was the light was it was killer and uh, yeah and that, i just felt really good and i delivered it quite quickly and they just it was just the worst reaction you can imagine. And I was like, well, this is my style. It's how I see the world. Yeah. And uh, now I'm worried that you're not going to like your wedding pictures. And they were like, yeah, now we're worried that we're not going to like our wedding pictures. I was like, well, maybe we should just call it a day. And they did. And they accepted it. And I gave them their deposit back and that was it. And we just, and then I found, I saw, you know, a few, I remember, this is many years ago, by the way. It's not like last week or anything. I remember seeing that I found the blog of the, of their wedding, this this other photographer had shot it, and I didn't know I didn't know the other photographer, and it was and it was she was very her style was the total opposite of what I'd done on the engagement shoot. It was it was very light, very bright, what you might call fine arty, you know what 
low contrast and all yeah everything that i wasn't as a photographer that is what they'd gone for so yeah i mean that's one i mean i don't do engagement shoots anymore that's maybe that's one reason why i should <laughs> the same thing happened to me remember that, that, I had that you remember yeah, yeah 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 where i did their um reshoot in uh abu dhabi yeah. and they thought it was a lot moodier and like wasn't like what they wanted light and airy and stuff like that and then in the end i had pretty much the same conversation um but they let me keep the deposit because i did their engagement shoot in abu dhabi yeah, so yeah, yeah. like um but then but then i saw because obviously they were they were my friends on instagram and then she started posting like all her photos and i was just like i could never have done this like what you've got i can't produce like i could I, it's not the way i see things like you know yeah, yeah the fine art sort of style or whatever but recently in the last couple of weeks i've had like a couple of inquiries and uh which is shocking but um <laughs> i was just like um both of them have said that my instagram is too dark really they were both like, yeah 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 they were like yeah they because they sold my stuff on a website and then and then i just thought you know what i don't i don't know these guys they're inquiring but let me just ask them like what, what do you mean and they were like yeah like look there's too many silhouettes these like things and i'm like you know what they're the images that i want people to see and they're like yeah but they go when we see your slideshows like everything's like uh, like brighter and area yeah you know because obviously on your instagram you're trying to show like more of the, like the epic stuff right so that is the more like cleverer darker images or seeing light or showing i don't know details in this like like on the human like do you know what i mean like i don't know yeah yeah and so then uh yeah i think my next series of images on instagram are gonna be a bit brighter and airier ones just not my normal like photos yeah. basically and well, you, ruined, so you ruined the point i was about to make now though oh really sorry man yeah no i was gonna say but you've got you've got to stick by your style <laughs> So you totally ruined that point. <laughs> no, but I, I, like, no, I, no, the thing, I get your point because that you not. It's not like you're going to change your style. What you're saying is you probably give it. You've probably let your let your Instagram become a bit too one dimensional when you've got other dimensions to your work. Yeah, exactly. But, but yeah, but I was going to make a strong point. But no, I mean, you know, the, the, those two examples where you and me have basically lost clients because they 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 didn't like our work after the fact. There's two. They're the only examples, really. I mean, I can't think of any other times when. I've had a, either a client unhappy or anything else, but, um, but I think because, because you and me and Andy and, you know, a lot of people, and this is what we teach with nine dots a lot because we stand by our style and say, that's how we shoot. And, and we, and we always shoot that way. And we we're really true to it. We have clients who are bowled over and over the moon with what we do because we're not trying to be like a middle ground, please everybody, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, you get every so often, you know, and probably a lot of people do come to our Instagrams and go, well, yeah, I don't like that. And we're never going to know about those people, are we? Because they're never going to inquire. But the ones who do inquire love it. And it doesn't, yeah. matter, doesn't matter what your style is, people will love it because you're doing what is true to you, I think. Yeah, I've, I've had one inquiry. I never booked this wedding. And I used to tell this on, on the Nine Dots workshop where basically um, I just pointed them in, a, in another photographer's direction instead and they booked it. Um, because they were like, oh, during the pre-shoot, like, can we do, um, I don't know, like, really, like, stage, like, with balloons and, like, vintage bikes and do I bring props and stuff like that? And I'm just like, no, <laughs> I, don't, I don't do any of that stuff. Have you not seen my work? Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, and then so I just pointed them in a photographer's direction and they loved it. And they were like, yeah, this is exactly what we want. And I'm like, yeah, like, and they actually used to refer me the most amount of weddings because they were just like, at least I was honest. Yeah, yeah. And they did, like, like they like my wedding photos, but they wanted this sort of, I don't know, whatever you call it, pre-shoots, but a really staged like yeah 
sort of styled, stylized, styled, whatever, like, you know, pre-shoot. So, and I, I just don't know how to do that. <laughs> the same with like, I've had a bride where she's like, oh, I really like the editorial look, but I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, <laughs> and I'm like, should I shoot all my photos in portrait mode instead? Is that what I need to do? Turn my camera and then it'll become more like editorial. I don't know. Like, you know, I was just like, look, this is where I, this is where I photograph. Like, yeah, I stand by my style. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to take those two brides opinions on board, you know? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and just change up because yeah, I think I've just all I'd keep doing is just blogging my best off stuff, whereas I should really this so, so much middle ground stuff which people love, but I don't post. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. I'm just gonna mix it up a lot more rather than yeah. it just be so like <laughs> m like moody or like artistic looking. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I think I consciously started doing that about a year or eighteen months ago because I was getting a lot of the similar. You know, um, I remember remember me telling you maybe this maybe I told you way back about a bride who it was coming up to towards her wedding and she reached out pretty close, just saying, "Oh man, I'm getting worried because everything you sh every wedding you go to is epic. Like it's either on a beach or it's in Thailand or or it's you know it's super lavish and we're having just a normal wedding and I'm worried it won't be enough for you." And I was like, "Wow, this is ridiculous!" And I realized that I was my my portfolio was a bit too ego based you know it was all my it was all my show off pictures and there was wasn't enough of the kind of normal happy people in love in normal places which obviously was still my bread and butter and still is um but all i was showing was the cool stuff and the cool places and all that kind of stuff and when i realized it had got to a bride who was she'd booked me and her wedding was weeks away but she was prepared to cancel me because she thought I, she thought her wedding wasn't going to be good enough for me and that was, it was ridiculous. It was a massive uh, eye-opener. And I was like, oh, man, I need to change this. So from then, really, I've I've, I've made sure that my portfolio in whatever, wherever it is, my website, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, shows every element of me and isn't just about, you know, I went to this cool place, look at this. Yeah, yeah. I, th I think it's, yeah, just got to mix it up, but stay true to your style. It's not like I'm going to go back and re-edit my photos and make them like airy and bright or whatever, you know, buy the Jose Villa develop pack and then just apply, apply it and then start posting it out there. Yeah. It's just still going to be my style. It's just like, yeah, just show like way, you know, like just more diversity. But the, fun, the funny thing is, is that when I do see someone from, because I basically like just have my best off scheduled in or whatever, right at the moment. And, um, but when I see the normal ceremony shots, a lot of them get don't get many likes and then as soon as the next day there's a creative shot it's got like so many likes and so yeah. then it just makes me think oh maybe i should just keep showing like all this epic stuff because it's getting the most likes but who knows who knows yeah and it's hard because you know a lot of a lot of your followers are going to be photographers so yeah exactly we, and we've always said this and, and this is i feel like we've done like seven episodes in one episode here but uh, so many tangents but you can't get distracted because realistically the people who are liking your images are clicking like on your images are photographers so they they see and understand and respect and are interested in the creative arty photography stuff whereas the bride who maybe isn't clicking like she sees it and she and she likes it but she maybe doesn't click like you know probably love that ceremony shot or that random shot of a granny or you know a guest or you know you posted a picture today of, of just some guests on the dance floor yeah, yeah. You know, that's never, it's never going to be like super impressive to a photographer, is it? So you probably aren't going to get as many likes on that picture. I mean, I feel like I'm dissing your work and I'm not. <laughs> but, you know, you, you maybe won't get as many likes on that today's picture of random guests on the dance floor having a good time as you would on, you know, silhouette of tiny people with cool colors and all the rest of it.
Yeah, so no, you're right. You're you've right. got to always stay really focused on the fact that your clients are not are not photographers on the wedding side of things, and you've got to put. I always, I've always done this. You've got to put your content out there, really focused on the fact. Is it? Am I doing this because it is going to impress my potential clients, or am I doing this because it, it's my maybe going to impress another photographer? And yeah, that's the question I always ask myself really when I'm whenever I'm picking an image from my portfolio or or Instagram. Yeah, I mean. I don't pick photos for other photographers at all. So, you know, I only think about like, would a client like it? Is is it flattering for the the bride and the groom that's in my, in that photo and stuff? And will the next like couples or whatever you know really like like this and and stuff like that? Um, yeah, if you're doing it for other photographers, then you're doing it all wrong. To be fair, because <laughs> they're not they're not booking you. Well. Unless they do book that's you, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless they will start booking you or something, which is then yeah, just do it for the photographers because you've got you've nailed your like client base. But <laughs> I'd love to shoot another photographer's wedding. I've never, I've never, I've never had the opportunity to do that. But this weekend, uh, what I was going to be shooting a director of photography for like he does all these uh, series on Sky and stuff, and I was just like, and he picked me out, and he was just like, yeah, I really love your work, and I was just like, wow, this the pressure is on because when I see his Instagram and what he's doing and. And then he edits as well, like the stuff on film as well. And I'm like, wow, okay, cool. This guy, like, so he knows his stuff. He's not a wedding photographer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was just like, uh, pressure. Anyway. So but it's not though, is it? I mean, that's a good way to end because that that connects us back to what we said in the first place, which is, you know, when you go and shoot that person's wedding, whenever that ends up being now, um, you just need to go and be the Rahul Coney you've always been at, every, at weddings. That's the thing that impressed this guy enough to book you for his wedding. Like he didn't book you based on the the person he thought you might be at his wedding. He's booked you based on the, and Mick used to say this all the time. At the, it, was, it was the most profound thing Mick ever said, I think, at our workshops, was that if, if you ever feel the pressure at a wedding, then just remember that this person booked you a year ago or 18 months ago. And were you, what, 18 months ago, you, were eight, you, weren't, you, were, you weren't as good as you are today. So they booked, yeah. you, they booked a photographer who was not as good as the you you are today. And I remember when Mick said that, even, you know, I was I was one of the other teachers at that workshop and I was like, man, I'm definitely going to remind myself of that whenever I'm feeling the pressure at a wedding to just go and be the best I can be that day and not put any pressure on myself to be better or, you know, they may, maybe they paid you more or maybe like in, in your case, you're talking about they've got a very creative job. So you're thinking, oh no, they're going to find me out. They're going to realize I'm not as good, but they've seen your work and they booked you based on it. So you just got to go and do that and you got to do go and be Rahul Kona. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Well, go and have a have a good one, dude, and uh, stay happy. And yeah, yeah. I hope yeah. that hope you don't destroy your fence tomorrow with chalk. We'll see. You will <laughs> find out on Insta story. <laughs> see you soon, dude. All right, man. Peace. You can listen to previous episodes of the Dotcast anywhere people normally listen to podcasts, and remember to download our free ebook, a coronavirus survival guide for wedding photographers. In the book, you'll find lots of tips, thoughts, and advice, as well as some email templates and cash flow templates to help your business. Grab your free copy now at nine-dots.co/corona.